Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. And I think a motion may be carried today. I'm not totally sure, but we'll see. Uh, A motion may be carried to never speak of UJ basketball mm, a good two weeks. Motion may may be heard. Oh no, no, I will not I will not stand for such a motion now more than ever. I plan to speak about UGA basketball. I just oh. the things I'm going to say are not going to be positive. So oh. Bear I got th- meat poke. I got things to say. Yes, um, sir. And we'll be saying quite a few of them. Not a great so, weekend for no. the Georgia basketball team, needless no. to say. Needless to say, we'll be we'll be getting to that. Uh, but we're glad you're here on Locked On Bulldogs. Uh, Daniel and I have recovered from various weekend activities. Uh, we're glad you're here with us. Hopefully you recovered the same from the hor- horrible, horrible sighting that we saw uh, in the Steg. Which, by the way, God bless you all for being there and cheering. Kudos, kudos to you, Georgia fans. You're really the hero of this podcast right now. You, because you're, the, you're the real MVP. You got this. We see you. We see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel and I got a couple things to talk about today, but before we do that, just know uh, we are not uh, of any fame or notoriety. Uh, we don't have any check marks oh. next to the Twitter feed. Oh, we're not. We're no. not. Of, we're not of fame and notoriety. No, I don't. That's know if, why did, no one is asking me for when my. When you show up to that restaurant and you yeah. say, "No, I, I don't think you know." Did I? Did I mention who the <laughs> reservation was for? That's why people look at you oddly. That. That, I thought it was because of what I was wearing, but uh-huh. you're saying it's because of this. Well, also put pants on as yeah. you go oh. out. Okay. Yeah. okay. Well, two, my, two wife will be relieved. my wife will be relieved to hear you say that's also because of what I was wearing. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we, uh, we don't have that check mark next to the Twitter feed because we don't need to be verified because nobody else is fighting. Uh, for our position. There are no fake Locked on Bulldogs Twitter accounts, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. that's good. good caveat. As, yeah. as we sit here today, we have not investigated any fake accounts. Let us know if you run across a fake... Because I would hate for somebody yeah. to be out there antagonizing Trevor on Twitter and for it to be a phony account. Well, like, I, would not, hate to, I would hate for Trevor to get triggered and us to miss it. Is what Trevor, don't need, Trevor don't need that kind of heat in his life. You know what I'm he, trying to say? Like, he's, he's got a lot not, already. Okay, guys. Is there a chance... Already. Is there a chance... Serious question, Clint. We're getting off the rails way before we start some Monday. I was going to say... I feel like the Monday episodes are always the worst. <laughs> They in terms are. of getting off the rails. Well, because we got to warm up. and, and We've, we're, been, waiting, we're we've been waiting near. all weekend for this. We build up some takes in our head like that we know we're going to talk about. By Friday, we're like, whatever. We're here. Talk about <laughs> stuff. Bye. On Monday, we got stuff to say. Is there a chance that Trevor is UGA Ray from Georgia Sports Twitter? <laughs> you stop right now. Daniel. I'm just throwing out hypotheses, just seeing what sticks. The pontification is at the best I've ever witnessed it, Daniel. I don't know if that's true. I mean, somebody poke that guy and ask him what his thoughts are about Richard LeCount, and then we'll know. Like, then we'll know definitively. Pardon me, from here on out, the podcast is going to be a one-man show as I jump on Twitter (laughs) and start trolling. Uh, no, as Clint said, we are Georgia fans. We have takes like Georgia fans. We are 
uh, here to talk about Georgia fan stuff, and that means you're, you're sometimes you're not going to get the politically correct version uh, of the response after, let's say, the team loses in brutal fashion to an unranked garbage basement dweller, winless Old Miss team. Uh, oh. You're you're going to get some real you're going to get some real takes here. There's not going to be a lot of spin that's going to be happening. All the are going to come out. on this podcast. Um, but that's who we are. That's we're Georgia fans. We trust that you're a Georgia fan, and um, that's what we're here. Podcast is for fans by fans. Uh, it's a place to have the kind of conversations that fans have. So. If you're looking for something else, if you're looking for crystal balls, if you're looking for Zach Evans intel, we don't have it. And we're not looking to acquire it even. So that's not, you're barking up the wrong tree there. Uh, We are just here to talk about the Georgia sports that we love and that you love. And um, there are a lot of ways that you can interact with us and join in on that conversation. You can email us at LockdownBulldogs at gmail.com. A lot of you do that every week, and we appreciate those emails and that um, uh, th- that feedback. You can hit us up on Twitter, the aforementioned Twitter, at Dogs Podcasts. This one with the check. Look for the one with the check mark next to <laughs> at Dogs Podcasts. Uh, that's who we are on Twitter. You can hit us up on there. Uh, we'd love to interact with you there. Um, uh, you can subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast, rate and review the podcast. Five stars are appreciated. You can tell the friend, tell your friends about the podcast. You can post some flyers in your office building about the podcast, your dorm room about the podcast. You can post it at your gym, just wherever you, you know, wherever there's a By bulletin the way, just board. Just in case you were wondering how old Daniel was, flyers were used as a mode of communication. You print, you print out, you print them. At Kinko's, on your, mind on you. your Kodak on your Kodak printer, and then you can you can actually t- print one because ink is expensive, and then take Polaroids of all the of all of it, and then post the Polaroids around town. He's not um, wrong. All those ways are ways that you can support the podcast. But today, um, uh, we we're here to talk. We got three segments. Um, we're, segment one's almost already done, so we're we're basically nine, we're basically one third of the way through. It was the, the show, preamble but, to the feels. Before we get into the basketball team, though, let's start with football. There was some football news over the weekend. One of those Friday afternoon little news drops. Little just love that. Love those little Friday news drops. Um, uh, our friend, our longtime companion. Can, can we call him a friend? Longtime friend of the show, first time, longtime listener, first time caller, James Coley. Yeah. Um, no longer with the program. No longer affiliated. With no. the red and black. No longer repping the G. Um, he's gone. Um, headed to Texas A&M, Clint. Took, a, <laughs> yep. took an illustrious position, I assume. Is he, what, is he like dean yeah. of students? or? Well, assistant head football coach. Uh-huh. Uh, other than that, it's, it's head football coach yep. or athletic director. Okay, he's the athletic director for the Texas A&M male cheerleaders. Is that what it is? Uh, No, James just went ahead and got himself another tight end position coaching job. That's right, you heard me. Tight end position coach. So, Clint, Mm -hmm. what would lead a man to leave a school for another school of a similar situation um a school that is less prestigious i think you could pretty definitively say less 
of a winning pedigree. I think That's you could definitively certain. say. Mm-hmm. Um, what would lead a man to take to take such a job if you were to well, speculate? If I was to speculate, it's like when you come out of Best Buy after your shift and your coworkers <laughs> okay. have mocked you for your your Chrysler Sebring that you think is really, really top notch. And so you take your Sebring down to the next the other Best Buy and you say to yourself, I'll be the clerk here. Just this got get me out this, of here. This got weirdly personal about it's this felt autobiographical <laughs> for for sure. It's like like we just touched on a thing that was very real to Clint's <laughs> earlier life. But yeah, I think there's some hurt feelings here. And listen, like this is a man who's a this was a man who Last year was the play caller and offensive coordinator, yeah. and he got a straight-up demotion. Don't let anybody... No. Fo- yeah. We thought we were going to deal with a co-offensive coordinator who was going to call the play situation, and Kirby said, no, I'm going to take I'm going to take this Todd Munkin fella uh-huh. and... Give him um, millions he, of dollars. He's Make him the highest-paid assistant in the program, and then I'm going to give him the title of offensive coordinator and I'm going to let him be the only person that even has input into the play calling. And then I'm going to let him bring on all of his former staff members to help him call said plays. And then I'm going to take James Coley and I'm going to stick him over here in this corner because he's a pretty good recruiter. Um, your feelings are going to get hurt when that happens. Yeah, and I think it's know. safe to say that James's feelings got hurt. I think... Uh, do we care about this is the question I really want to ask Clint. Uh, the short answer is no, comma. The one reason we should care about this, Daniel, there's a little three-word or three-word phrase, sentence, if you will, uh, that I think you owe the listener, the fan, and us, really. It begins with I, mm-hmm. ends mm-hmm. with wrong, mm-hmm. and, and there's, there's was in between. Okay, it feels like you've given us all the words now. I, I just have to put it together. Hang on. I'm, I'm going to do it. Yeah, huh? you could do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Don't <laughs> let me get there. For, cue the formal apology music, Clint. There Let's we go. go ahead. And, there we where's, go. Where's, where's executive producer, intern, audio engineer, Michael? Cue the, Michael, cue the formal apology music, and let's, let's get serious, Georgia fans. I've never been more thrilled to apologize to you, mm-hmm. the listeners mm-hmm. of this podcast, because I was totally wrong about Kirby, about this offseason, about what he would and wouldn't do. Now listen, Todd Munkin might come out and call a draw on third and 25, and you're all going to have to come back crawling to me. But I said there was no way that anyone but James Coley was going to be the offensive coordinator at Georgia, and sure enough, James Coley is the tight ends coach at Texas A&M now. So uh, I was wrong. Um, I, I... we will miss James Coley, but you can't go back from that. We promoted no. him. It didn't work out. You you can't go back. Kirby will hire somebody to replace him, and we'll move on with our life. It'll be fine. That's it. We're good. Uh, hey, we're going to come back, and we're going to talk some more basketball news. All right, it has to be said. It has to be talked about. We don't want to well, talk about it. It's not really news that the it's basketball the, – the news is the basketball team sucks. No, the news the, is the breaking news. Basement floor, uh, a lot, lot more down than we thought. A lot further down there. We thought the flashlight, when we dropped it down the well, we thought it, like it hit something and rested. Turns out it was just kind of 
waffling there, and it, it tipped over and fell further down the well. It's a pit, and it keeps going. I mean, we thought, see, what we said was this team, one word that to define this team last week on the podcast, we said the word was inconsistent. Uh-huh. And what we were saying was some games, like the Tennessee game, this team looks really good. The Memphis game, the Tennessee game. Some games, like the Mississippi State game and the Auburn game and the Arizona State game from earlier in the year, this team looks absolutely atrocious. But, Clint, we got both teams on Saturday this time. This was a new this was a new thing because now not only is this team inconsistent from game to game, they're inconsistent from minute to minute during the game. Quite, there were times literally. when this team looked fantastic and then there were times when it looked like we were going to get run out of the gym, our own gym by old miss. And we darn near did get run out of our own gym in the end yep. by old miss. Clint <clears throat> um was your mom similar to my mom in the sense that when you were when you were kids, here's how you knew you were in trouble. Okay. You knew you were in trouble. There were times when your mom got mad at you, right? Maybe sure, you yeah. picked maybe you picked a fight with your sibling. Maybe you broke something. Maybe you hit a tennis ball through the garage window or whatever. That's autobiograph. That's not autobiographical <laughs> or anything. That just that's off the top of my head. Um. There were times when your when your mom got mad at you, but then there were times when you when something would happen and your mom would remain very calm, you know, and your mom would say something to the effect of, "I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed." That's exactly right. And that's how you knew that you were in deep, Clint. That's how I feel right now. I'm not even mad at this basketball team, Clint. I'm just disappointed. And do you know mm-hmm. who I'm most disappointed in? I'm most disappointed in myself. Mm-hmm. I'm most disappointed in myself for thinking. That this basketball team would ever be anything, because they're not. Um, I got several people that I want to bring up that I'm most that I'm most disappointed by. But I'm gonna give you the first shot out of the gate. Who who is it on this team that disappoints you the most, Clint? Um, well, I, I would like to second your disappointment first, uh, Daniel, and yourself. Uh, I was happy over here. Just, mm. just minding my own business <laughs> so, so. with football. Okay. <laughs> to be clear for the listener, you don't mean you are also disappointed in yourself. No, no, you no. Mean... I, I mean you. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean Daniel, not myself. I'm not joining that banner again. Well, I'm, I'm disappointed mm. in following you on this mm. basketball team and last year's sure. basketball team. Sure. I was happy go lucky, uh, Daniel. And then you got me hooked on football, and I said, this, this is worthwhile. This is fun. And then you got me hooked on basketball. Mm-hmm. and not, not as good. Not, not the experience I was looking for. Not as good. No, Daniel, no. I, I think the, the biggest disappointment to me, and it's hands down, I asked this question last week, and mm. I don't know what has happened. I asked last week if Tom Crean is babysitting more or coaching more, mm. percentage of which one that is. Turns out. Uh, I don't think either is happening right now. Um, seems I, like. Listen, is Tom Crean out there missing wide open layups? No, he is no. not. But everyone else on the court is. So you can't exactly say that Tom Crean is the reason we lost this game. But listen, at some point, Clint, it has to be said, at some mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. someone is accountable for when the team plays like poop. And this team has consistently looked like garbage. 
Um, it, they have had stretches of greatness, but they have consistently, more often than not, looked terrible. And that responsibility, you've got to start talking about it falling to the man at the top. Tom, I'm not, I'm not saying Tom Crean is not the right man for the job. I'm not saying that he's not going to get the program turned around or pointed in the direction that he wants it. But I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's time for us, time for him to go or anything ridiculous like that. Uh, and so, if you're on that ledge, let me just talk you off of it. That's dumb. Don't be dumb. But what I am saying is Tom Crean is responsible ultimately for the way this team plays, and this team's playing poorly. And I would like to hear I mean, it's not going to help but would it make me feel just a little bit better if I heard Tom Crean taking some of that responsibility and not right. just trying to be Johnny Positive in the press conference all the time like we had a couple a uh, couple offensive breaks there we were doing good good we got we got some good things going on offensively yeah, we just missed uh, our shots there no yeah no Tom. listen no Tom listen listen Tom this old miss and they they ain't beat nobody and then they just came into your gym and won by double figs. Um, that's on you, my friend. Clint, do you remember? Um, do you remember the Michael Jordan flu game? Ooh. Do you remember the game mm. classic moment in NBA history? Um, one of my all-time favorite childhood basketball moments, or you know, adolescent basketball moments, watching that game. And he's out there, and he's he's leaning up against Scottie Pippen in the timeouts, and he can't stand up straight. And then he's out there, and he scores what forty eight or something. He he's killing he's killing people. But then he's he's just like that silent assassin. And he's every time he gets the ball, he's like hitting shots. And then he's running up the floor. It looks like he's dragging his body, literally dragging his body up the court. Yeah. Um, take out the scoring points part, okay, of that game. Okay. That's every game of Rayshon Hammond's career. Oh my That's gosh. exactly what we're dealing with. Has the man had the flu for two and a half years, Clint? That's a question we should really be asking. This is actually a really good point. Diagnostically, he, we have we have talked about athleticism being his problem. Maybe his body not being able to replicate cells is a bigger problem. Maybe right the now. man has mononucleosis uh, and we're not it, and he's not being adequately treated for it. Maybe, you know, that's a whole lot of, like, olive oil, I remember. You just got to suck down olive oil like there is nobody's business in that. So uh, maybe he's allergic to it. Uh, I, I forget exactly. But you're absolutely right. Uh, Rayshon Hammonds. Uh, it is come on. It is absolutely devastating to watch this guy play. The lack of effort. I just do me a favor. On Tuesday, the team's back in action, and I'm going to implore you to watch. We will talk about that on tomorrow's show. So don't, don't get ahead of myself. But... Uh, on Tuesday, the team is back in action, and uh, I just want you to do me a favor. Watch okay. when Rayshon Hammonds and Jordan Harris are on the court at the same time. Just watch no. both of them and compare what you see. Oh, no. Watch the way that they move. Watch the speed at which their body moves. And then tell me which one of them cares about basketball and which one of them is just out there going through the motions. Daniel, do you remember just, a couple a couple games ago? There was a, a shot that hit the rim, came off, and um, I think it was Rayshon Hammonds. Somebody on our team fell down trying to get the rebound, and instead of going after the ball, Rayshon Hammonds stopped, looked down, and picked up the teammate as yes. the play was still happening. Was that Rayshon that did that? It it might have been. I don't okay. know. I I'd be surprised. I mean, I did the teammate pull him down on top of him because I'd be surprised if Rayshon Hammonds could pull up a teammate from a <laughs> from a from a prone position. 
I don't know if he's got that kind of upper body strength that we're dealing with. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, listen, there's more disappointment. There's more to talk about about this basketball team. There's more to get to uh, right now. Let me just. Please, please. Where do you want to go next? Here's where I want to go. Because it is a fair question to ask at this point. Okay. So, talent. Talent is is an incredibly complex thing to try to measure and understand. You got performance. You have a whole lot of assessments going on. There's still a lot of season to be played as well as pre-draft workouts and that sort of deal. But, Daniel, today, if you had to rank Ant-Man on his draft stock, Mm-hmm. Where, where is it at? Um, I am going to say that I would still today mm-hmm. take him. Mm-hmm. I would still take him with the number one overall pick today. That's absolutely. That's absolutely how I feel. And here's why. Yeah. Here's why. It's important. It's because the NBA draft is 100% a measure of potential. You are drafting players purely based on what they could be. The NBA, I heard this on a podcast. It might have been Ryan Rosillo or somebody earlier this week. I was listening to a podcast, an NBA podcast or whatever. And... um, it was. It was probably. I should say. It's probably a locked on podcast. That's, ooh, ooh, that's well, probably what it was. It's probably well, one of our, Yeah. I mean. Yeah. No. Actually, it was probably Ryan Rosillo. So whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was talking about. I thought it was a great point. It was talking about what the NBA is. The NBA is just a superstar league. That's and it. so in the NBA draft, more so than any other draft, you have to swing for the fences. You cannot play it safe. Because the safe pick in the NBA is worth almost nothing. The only value in the NBA draft is swinging for the fences and getting a Kevin Durant, a Steph Curry, a Kimba Walker, a a, a player that can change your team's dynamic. And so based on potential, I think I would still take Anthony. I think Anthony Edwards still has that potential to grow into that player. The problem with Anthony Edwards is, listen, we we hoped that Anthony Edwards would be good enough to take this incredibly young team and carry us all the way to the NCAA tournament. And um, we were wrong. He's not. Dead wrong. He's not, he's not good enough. And that's not a knock on him. It's not like, I mean, Ben Simmons' LSU team did not make the NCAA tournament. We talked about this before the season. He was the number one pick in the NBA draft, and and I think he was best. He was probably the rightful number one pick in the NBA draft. But his team didn't make the NCAA tournament because sometimes your team is just not good enough. This team is very young, and let me and let me explain to you who going into the season our two veteran contributors were supposed to be. Let me just remind you, their their names were Rayshon Hammonds, already talked about him, and Tyree Crump. Clint. Oh, oh. So we came into the season with nine newcomers plus Rayshon Hammonds and Tyree Crump. Clint, no. <clears throat> that's nope. not mm-hmm. a recipe. You could put Kevin Durant on this team, and I don't know if he could take it to the NCAA tournament. It's not, like, this is just a bad team, Clint. Um, 
doesn't mean there's no hope for them. There's still a lot of young freshmen on this team, and hopefully they can grow up and they can continue to get better. But it's disappointing, Anthony Edwards, this because it is a wasted season. Yeah, 100%. it's absolutely it's absolutely a wasted season, and this is the only season we get him for. Um, now, listen, his value and contribution to UGA hopefully extends well beyond his college playing days. It's right? called a picture of him being hugged by men on stage with the number one overall pick in UGA gear. That's 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 it's, the hope. That yeah, you... it's called NBA All-Star Weekend and him wearing a Georgia hat. That's like, exactly that's right. what That's what it's called. And so that's that's the long game that you're playing for with Anthony Edwards. That's why him coming to the school is still a huge deal. And if you know anything about college basketball, then you – understand that and you would never under any circumstances say why in the world did we even take anthony edwards if we weren't going to make the ncaa tournament because that's the most ridiculous thing in the world he just he wasn't good enough to take this very bad team imagine how bad this team would be without anthony edwards clint no i don't i i won't this team is one of the worst uga basketball teams of all time of all time we might score 41 points a game without anthony edwards it is Oh, it is down. one of the worst teams that, in, in, that anyone could ever imagine. What you hope for is that, Oof. again, these freshmen continue to grow up and Tyree Crump is not awarded a mysterious fifth year of eligibility and we can move on after the season and try to be better. Yeah, we asked last week, is this a fatally flawed team? And the answer last week, and we found out this weekend, is a resounding yes. There's a fatal flaw. Nothing can be done with this team at this point. Uh, We will come back on subsequent episodes and talk about what you should do with this team now. Because, like Daniel said, that's that's the important question. I think. What what should the fan? How should the fans interact with this team moving forward? And we got some answers for that. That's the question we'll talk about tomorrow on the show. So come back for that. Uh, Love to have you guys back on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast on Locked On Networks. Glad you're here. Rate us, review us, share us, download us. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See you.